Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com What's going on, everybody? My name is not Christian Piles, it's J.D. Raider. Christian Piles is out of town doing big wig business things, closing deals and whatnot, but I'm joined by my friend Andrew Spay in yes, hello. the Varsity Letter Jacket. Yes. To the haters and doubters, of which many have said you didn't have the makings of a Varsity athlete. That's right. There's a lot of how we, how <laughs> shall we say, rude people out there that uh, have such... Incorrect beliefs that I never did. So I'm here to. You've support. got the evidence to prove it. Yeah, I dug deep into the closet, broke it out. This I, I don't think I've worn this in <laughs> over a decade, uh, perhaps two. So yeah, still fits. Pretty proud of that. There you go. And Ben Askren from up in Wisconsin. I do not have a varsity letter jacket on me. Uh, yeah, not me either. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. a Mizzou one somewhere, but I do not have my my high school one. A college one would be pretty dope because that's like. Actually impressive, whereas just like everybody that got a letter in high school, which yeah. is good, but most people manage to figure out how to get a letter one way or another. I wonder if my parents still hey, have You, my you high got street one. cred, in my opinion, Ospey. You got foot sweep by Mako. I mean, that, that takes a big man to get in there. <laughs> yeah. By I took my lumps. So I got did. beat up. I think I counted it up like three uh, eventual NCAA, NCAA All Americans beat the crap out of me. That's not oh, bad. who else besides Mako? Uh, Tom Tannis ruined me in a dual meet uh, from Jefferson. Tom Tannis of Rutgers. Rutgers okay. All-American. Um, Chris Skrekowitz, uh just oh, totally chewed good. me up. Was, yeah, two-time All-American really for good. Hofstra. Uh, and then Mako. He was super tall, too, right? Wasn't he like 6'6 or something? Yeah, I was 171. I was a senior. He was a sophomore. And I'm like, all right, like, you know, I should beat all underclassmen and – no, just I couldn't do anything, and then like I couldn't escape. I remember just feeling like, like man, I should be way further along. <laughs> my uh, my very first ever high school match, we were dueling um, Denver Chipotle, and at the time Denver was really good. They had uh, the Wolfensburgers, Dylan Peters, um, Sorensen, a couple other really solid guys, and I thought I was gonna have to wrestle Dylan Peters. My mm. very first match. He's a little beast. Yeah, he luckily because he had won state at one twelve the year before, but luck and uh, that's the way. Or I was one thirteen that year. Luckily, he he went up to one twenty, but so I didn't have to wrestle him. But I was like, come on, really? Like my first ever match. Nothing beats Bradkey going to Iron Man and wrestling Tony Ramos like in his first. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Yeah, glory days anyway. Yeah, all right. En- enough glory days because uh, new NCAA rankings dropped. The people are going mad for them, um, obviously, with every ranking. So there's, you know, disagreement stuff to get into. And that's right. The man behind the rankings right here, Andrew Spay. We're going to we're going to get into it. But this today. is a perfect. But I think uh, the most setup. important thing, guys, is we have wrestle offs this week. I saw. Yes. Uh, Oklahoma listed theirs. There's got to be other ones. I am. Uh, I'm very excited. Let's do this. Yeah, the NCAA season is right around the corner. Yeah, we we're just talking about um, a lot of these questions will be resolved through wrestle offs. I think Ohio State's going to be a big one. 
uh, to see who's making 133 for them, and then they have a lot of upper weights where they have kind of a log jam, one too many guys for the number of weight classes. And, uh, Ben, I'm glad you're here because – well, you, you, Why? you usually come with the most questions about it, and for the last couple of years that I've been doing the rankings, I haven't been here to defend myself. Usually it's just CP kind of agreeing with you and then me having to li- find no, out later. No, CP does not. I think, he, I think he disagrees with me on purpose. He may be doing that. I think he's, he's looking out for good radio. But then he comes back after the show and just lambasts me about what's going on with his <laughs> rankings. And um, then I have to defend well, myself did- as if I'm talking to two people because he's got your thoughts in his brain too. That's funny. So I did notice that you guys have Karchula and then Ethan Smith, and then that means the odd um, um, Rocky Jordan at 184. So that means you guys picked the odd man out. Did Ohio State tell you that, or is that what you guys are guessing? That is speculation, correct? Yeah. we um, With the wrestle-offs coming up, and they're, they usually are on the schedule. We've streamed them live on Flow before, um, but we're just going to yeah. wait for those. So we just kind of went with uh, – we erred on the side of what happened last year. So another one that may not turn out that way is um, uh, 141 for UNC. We have Joe Heilman in there instead of um, uh, Jamie Hernandez. Okay. Or that may be 133. But either way, yeah, Got we it. just <clears throat> we tried to be conservative. Um, Rocky Jordan may be up at 197 and, and have a wrestle-off with Hoffman. Um, Romero maybe down. Yeah, be, Kill Romero had a great year last year, so him being on the bench would be. It was round of twelve, right? Uh, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, round of twelve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ethan Smith, All American, um, and then Rocky Jordan. Yeah, maybe Romero. Um, he either could be down at seventy four, though he looks enormous. All of his off season pictures were uh, very swole. Um, so huge. Yeah, uh, I. You know, eyeball test, I can imagine making 174, but you never know. I mean, I'm often wrong about those things. Uh, and then, yeah, him and Rocky Jordan, we just went with the incumbent, like I said, most times when it wasn't, you know, we, we just assumed. We did make some assumptions, so it's not always we just go with what happened last year because we do have Karchla in the lineup now. And Ohio mm-hmm. State announced the rest-offs will be October 28th. So. Coming up. So we got what, yeah. uh, next week, what's that? Next week, Wednesday? Next week, Thursday. And then it's Halloween okay. weekend, yeah. so what a spooky, Halloween weekend! What a spooky way to get into the ooh, ooh. yeah, absolutely ghoulish wrestle offs. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so there, uh, <laughs> so there's there's a lot of stuff that's going to work itself out naturally. I mean, um, you know, everything is provisional. I put that in the explanation a bunch of times. That hey, if the weight classes change, we're going to change the things. I think Yanni was the biggest one where we put him at one forty one. Uh, He's literally said, I'll do whatever is best for the team. Uh, a lot of speculation that will go up to 149. I can certainly see it. If he wrestles 65 kilos, it's 143 and a half. He may want to be up for... Negative Saunders going at 41. Right. So would not surprise us in the, lead, in the least. Um, but uh, just for now, we just kind of have him penciled in and things will change. But uh, any, other, uh, any other questions, nits to pick? Uh, egregious... Omissions. Well, are we starting? Uh, I thought we were going to start at one twenty-five and go kind of go through it. Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, let's let's do let's that. Do let's start with uh, we talked about our uh, glory days. Now we can talk about our pack glory days. <laughs> the first thing is <laughs> the pack glory veto debate. That's right. Because glory has the head-to-head win. Yes. Uh, so you know, head-to-head is a very important criteria. Uh, we try to keep everything as objective as possible. So. 
You know, we joke about the ranker's oath. We don't assume the end of a match if there's like an injury default in the middle of it. Uh, we have to. Which I call... can't stand. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people can't. Uh, you're not alone there. Uh, and we want to call balls and strikes. So it's all based on results. We don't interpret, well, that guy's hurt or that was a fluke pin. None of that. Just wins and losses. Um, and so head to head is extremely important. Uh, but we also put a lot of weight on the NCAA tournament. And at that tournament, I believe it was fourth versus a sixth-place finish. So Vito beat a guy. I'll have to look up exactly who that beat Glory. And then so NCAA tournament when the chips are down and everything counts for the most of the season, the whole season leads up to that, uh, we, we weighted that one a little bit more. But I could see if other people want to wait head-to-head even more. Um, a lot of times head-to-heads... You can't look too much into them because some guys will take a loss. Uh, you know, national champs will lose yeah. early in the season, especially the young ones, and you can't just go, well, head-to-head, he's got to move down to, like, 15 because he took that loss. <laughs> For real. Um, um, so what was the reasoning so behind that? I, I, yeah, I, I'm good with that, that reasoning. Uh, was there any consideration to leaving Courtney at number two? Because, he, you know, even go back – so obviously his, he improved so much from 2020 to, to 2021 – um, and then if we go back to, I mean, he was not very good in 2019. So just his rate of improvement is really, really high. Um, in 2020, he still didn't lose to either of the two guys who were ranked above him. He obviously took plenty of losses because, like I said, he wasn't super good. Um, any consideration of leaving him at number two since he was the one who made the national finals last year? Yeah, quite, quite a lot. Uh, just because, again, we tried to be consistent and, um, Wanted to give, you know, there'll be instances as we go down where we gave uh, the benefit of the doubt to the incumbent, to the guy that wrestled. Uh, even though it wasn't the fault of anybody at yeah. the Ivies, uh, you know, they didn't want their season canceled. They wanted to wrestle. Uh, but then there are exceptions to those rules as soon as we get going. So for a lot of times, we tried to go with the guys that wrestled on the mat last year. Uh, we'll see that at 141. But for this one, just because both... Glory and Vito were so far ahead when they wrestled, even though it's now going on like yeah. two years. Um, well, I, I can't find a head-to-head matchup with them all. But, I me mean, too. so when, you know, when they were we were in the same ranking pool in, say, 2020, they obviously well, Vito was not ahead. Vito wasn't there. Vito's wrestled since 2019. Yeah, he yeah, took the right. so, Olympic year. Vito's only wrestled think... one college year. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so cool. I mean, hopefully we'll see these guys in, in action against each other relatively quickly so we can get a gauge on where they're really at. Yeah. I, I think Vito and uh, and Glory going above is probably the right move, but I also wouldn't have hated it if you left uh, Courtney uh, above them since he was in the national finals. And his, his rate of improvement is so high. Yeah, for consistency purposes, um, you know, maybe this is bullet, bulletin board material for Arizona State. I'd would not fault them if they did, but just because they were all in the mix, I mean, they're all pretty much the same year. 2019, redshirt freshman for Courtney. So they were, you know, they all had a year uh, of college under their belt before they hit the varsity squad. So we, we used not common, not head-to-head matchups, but, um, you know, transitive properties. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we get those big matchups soon. That'll be great. Yeah, for sure. Makes my job easier. I think Cliff Keen, right? Because the Cliff Keen is back, isn't it? It Cliff, is. Cliff Keen is back. Uh, Vegas, oh, yeah. I don't know if the uh, Cliff Keen, hopefully, they have a really nice website, and they have a list of all the schools that are coming. I don't know if that's been updated, though. I don't know the exact composition of that tournament, but it's usually really good. Cornell usually goes. Yes. Um, Michigan obviously goes. 
which is not there's no either. stage usually there so that that would be that would be uh yes veto versus yeah there has the other things but there's been talk of veto moving to 33 but obviously we don't know the case on that right um yeah. do you want uh the other couple things uh we are assuming Ragason's up at 133 for michigan because that's where he is in the in the lineup but that obviously could change in the on the roster and really strong rumblings and rumors out of Penn State that no Robbie Howard this year. Um, really? Yeah, redshirting? Yeah. Taking a red shirt. Um, could be injuries. Who they put in there? Uh, good question. It's the curse of 125. Uh, could it be someone that used to be on the team and then wasn't and then now will be again? What are you trying to say, Andrew Spey? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I'm just talking here. <laughs> uh, well, at least for first semester... It will not be Nick Seriano. Right. Uh, second semester, I, th- I think they're trying to get Seriano, but who knows? Probably if Howard doesn't go, Gary Steen, the true freshman from Pennsylvania, okay. there, from Reynolds. Any other 125s on the roster at all? Uh, I'm looking up the roster. I'll give you a heat on it real quick. Uh, they don't even have the roster up. What are they oh, doing? Oh, yeah. They're like the one team that still doesn't have their roster uh, up. Baylor, Baylor Shunk. I don't know I think, who that is. Yeah, I, the, everything I've you know read on the boards is Gary Steen. Uh, I think that would be an interesting option. Uh, he's really good, uh, but obviously we can't rank him yet until he gets some wins because of yeah. our policy that is often maligned of not ranking. But also, I don't know if Gary Steen would be in there, even if we did rank true yeah. freshmen without any collegiate results. So the other thing that, um, the other thing that was kind of crazy to me, it just kind of when I looked at these first, but then I I know why they're there, and I don't disagree with them, but I do believe Ravon Foley and Devin Schroeder were number two and three last year when you guys first put out the rankings, um, and now I think you guys have them at what thirteen fourteen, <laughs> uh, yeah thir- thirteen true. fourteen is it. That's pretty crazy to think that, you know, and I, I don't think they had all that terrible seasons except for the fact that neither one of them All-American, um, you know, which obviously not a non-ideal finishes. Um, but to think they were 2-3 last year, and now they're right next to each other, but they're at 13-14. It's freaking wild. Yeah, and I believe Malik Heinzelman was not ranked, and he is 15th. Big Big mm-hmm. Ten just ha- just cannibalized themselves last year. So, was, actually, yeah. A lot of weights. Yeah. You know, they didn't get the TKLVs, Midlands, whatever, to kind of establish dominance. Yes. <laughs> so it's just like, well, you beat you, and I beat you, and he beat Tim. And... Yeah, we. I remember me and Bracky because he was working on the rankings as well uh, last year. We're just like, there's going to be guys with losing records that are going to be in these rankings. And uh, yeah. some of them didn't get uh, bids to the NCAAs, and they were probably All-American potentials. And they ended up um, not even getting into the tournament, so... Yeah, that th- those Big Tens, pretty much all the weight classes, some weird stuff's going to happen. Like Tournaments like the CKLV can't come soon enough. Uh, I'm hoping the Michigan State yes. Open is real deep this year, and that hits like the first yep. weekend. So really hoping to get yeah, some common opponents think, again. You know, when you and we looked at Wisconsin's schedule, I think they might just have their their freshman or, or redshirt schedule on their schedule also. But I got to think that – some of these teams are going to try to really front load matches just in the case that some of their guys get quarantined or something second semester. I mean, I know that's not happening nearly as much, but 
why not try to get your guy a whole bunch of matches early in November or December, just under the possibility that, you know, they get quarantined and they miss Midlands or miss something else big like that. That's a good point. Uh, I think that's a, a smart thing. You know, get them their minimum and then start uh, filling in guys yeah. uh, into into matches. Hopefully that doesn't take away from some of the dual meets and the, uh, and the matchups that uh, could happen. But that's a lot of speculation down yeah. the road. But I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, the last thing you want to do is have to go to, you know, last chance open one, last chance open two, last chance <laughs> open three. Who knows how many last chance opens we'll need this year. Um, there could be so many. <laughs> just just every every other day, another one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I look forward to seeing these guys get some matches because we still don't. Another thing that I uh, probably should say across the board, not counting freestyle matches, there's going to be a lot of times where they wrestled at some big major important tournament like the Olympic team trials. And we're just, we're still not, we're throwing those out. We're only talking folk style against collegiate level opponents. Makes for uh, a tougher yeah. job. It would be easier if I could just cherry pick results from freestyle. But that we're sticking you to took an goals. oath, for sure. I took an oath, yeah. All right, should we move on to 33? Because <laughs> there's a big one at 33. 33's fun. Oh, mm. yeah. Seabass over Michic. Yeah, um, I, that, hey, that's what I had noted on my paper too. Why Seabass ahead of Michich? Yeah, that's uh, Seabass was a tough one because he's wrestled like three different weights now. Um, was at forty one last year, had his best result at one twenty five. Now we're still we're also penciling him in at one thirty three. He may go one forty one. Uh, he wrestled sixty five at uh, the World Championships in Oslo. Looked pretty good. Did not look. Um, you know, like yeah. yeah, did not look like he had a lot of extra <laughs> extra weight to move around. Didn't look like a stink so, bug. Why, why did you guys make the decision to move him down to thirty three? Because yeah, to your point, he didn't really look um, all that small in that yeah. event. So what what was that? You know, what was the consideration there? Uh, mostly Alvarez. that Sammy Alvarez didn't uh, make weight at Big Tens at one thirty three. Uh, it just it doesn't make sense. I don't think for their lineup to try to make him. Sammy Alvarez still has a red shirt though. That's correct. He could he could totally sit out. Um, you know, just looking at their lineup, we're just playing armchair here. We haven't gotten anything from from Goodell or or their uh, or their team saying who's going to be what. Um, but just armchair coaching it looks like Rivera thirty three, Alvarez at forty one makes the most sense. But um, okay. That was uh, that was that one. That was really, you know, not going on anything. But just our own, you know, what we think makes the most sense. Uh, we'll change that as the wrestle offs and uh, the season uh, commences. You could also see a guy like Rivera start in the year at one forty one and then uh, make working his way down to thirty three. Now sure. that he has a long season. So uh, why why Rivera over Michich? I can't remember what we said. Do we? we, did we no, it was just we talk through it. That one was just we haven't seen Michich in forever. And I would love to have, you know, the guy made the Olympics. He he is an incredible wrestler. Um, I think he's he started his career in 2014, so he's got the experience factor. Eight going. years college, space. Can you imagine? This is this man is amazing. He's been in college for eight years. Think of all the education that he has acquired. He must be so smart. Better be a doctor. He could have many degrees. Uh, but I mean, hey, <clears throat> why not take advantage of the eligibility of the opportunities? You're at a, a wonderful institution. Been at um, Michigan now for a while. <laughs> Multiple wonderful institutions. Multiple, yeah. Started at Northwestern. Actually, kind of side tangent, but uh, Andy Hamilton got an interview with Rob Cole uh, this this weekend. That's pretty good. It's on the website. You sh- should all go watch it. But uh, one thing Rob Cole complained about was that 
Ivies can't do grad students. Yeah. So like he was literally having to try to like extend people's college like find fancy ways to extend people's careers. <laughs> yeah, like you only wrestle one semester a season. Uh, yeah, that taking hap- a bunch of like phony classes based not phony but not important classes. They don't offer phony classes yeah, at yeah. Uh, Cornell. Um what that happened with uh who was their guy at 97 that had to go that went to Syracuse? Uh Ben Hannes. Yeah. He uh he graduated Cornell, was an all-American, was basically filling in for an injured Darmstadt. Wasn't all American, and instead of coming back, he graduates. So he goes to Syracuse and plays football yeah. for a year. Ah, uh, I didn't realize that. Damn. Yeah, it's a it's. And one it's of the, not back to wrestling. It's a fun story. <laughs> yeah, now he's now he's uh, in the freestyle mats. So it was really just when was the last time we've seen Mitchitz wrestle folk style? Um, uh, nothing really much to it than that. There's very little common opponents, very little results we can base it on. So um, you know, we just. Uh, we just said Rivera's been out uh, on the folk style mats more recently, has a, another All-American under his belt, and that's what it is, but uh, we'll see. Got it. Ben, um, huh. you said, or I remember for the space, said, but Seabass's best results came at 125 and 133. Yeah. Do you think that is because... He is not as good at 141. He wrestled better competition at 141, or why is that? Uh, that's a. I mean, he was in the hunt to win a national title at 141. So let's. I mean, let's not get crazy on this or anything. So, um, I mean, he just. There's not a better. There will never be a better result than beating Spencer Lee. So <laughs> I think it's impossible. I think it's better results anywhere else because that is the best result. I mean, Spencer's going to go down as uh, one of the best of all time. Probably one of the what five, four, ten minutes he champions likely. He just so, he had a really good big it. tens at one thirty three in twenty twenty. Beat Seth Gross and RBY. It, it's yeah. So I mean, I think he's just really good, and just I mean, I was there was the names there. Um, but he was in, I mean, he was right in there with Nick Lee. That big 10 match was freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, yeah. uh, Nick Lee, no spoiler alert, but number one at 141. Oh, I got, I got beef with that. You got beef with Nick. Cause Lee. I feel like you guys use your freestyle policy. Uh, you go against your freestyle policy. Cause I don't really see a reason you could rank Nick Lee number one, unless you're using freestyle results, which you know what I am actually, I'm actually okay with. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, but you guys always say you don't. So Yanni has the one head-to-head in folk style against Nick Lee. Now, it was a while ago. But Yanni, in his career, I believe is 58-1. and one, And the one, he has now avenged three different times. Yeah. So okay, believe it so or not, in- we're, we're yeah. still not taking freestyle into account. Uh, I see all those points, but this was Yanni hasn't wrestled. He took an Olympic redshirt year, and then he got to take the Ivy League COVID year. Uh, so it's Nick yep. Lee. Being in the streets, wrestling folk style, through no fault of Yanni's own. And to your point, Ben, uh, we have Yanni ahead of Nick Lee in the pound for pound. So Yanni when the pound for pound is much no, more. Oh, you guys are so confusing. <laughs> in the explanation, it says very clearly we weight the career accomplishments more heavily in pound for pound than we do the weight class rankings because we haven't seen Yanni in two years. He's got the longest unbeaten uh, streak, by the way, going back to 2017. Does he really? Has not lost since the year 2017. That was yeah. that loss to Ironman that he avenged. It was the last day of the year in 2017. Um, 
and then uh, so, but and has the two national championships. So career career wise, uh, you put him ahead of Nick Lee, hence the pound for pound rankings. But it, in the weight class rankings, the guy that is the returning NCAA champ and had most of the guys in the weight class, you know, has wins over them now, has the win over Ironman, um, has all that. It was you know. I can see both ways, but we went with the returning champ. Just defaulted to the more recent, okay. uh, more recent. I victory. don't really hate it, and he does have the freestyle win, so I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> which I'm doesn't count, there. doesn't count. I think it should, but whatever, you know, <laughs> take it into consideration. Uh, one forty-one yeah. actually doesn't look super deep, but you know, Demas is one where I was, I thought he was really after his freshman year. He remember he killed Nickley at NCAs. I really thought we were going to see more to him, so maybe he makes a resurgence this year. Would love to see the dangerous um, Dom Demas move up. He's got one of the most exciting times. Uses an inside trip to set up a headlock. A headlock. Oh, um, yeah. It's just fun, and he certainly has the ability. Uh, he just took too many losses that dropped him down over the course of the year. Yeah, where did he finish at NCAAs last year? Now. Must have DNP'd, right? Where the hell is he at? Where would Seabass slide in? Oh man, no! Now we got a hypothetical. Now we're going behind Ironman, right? Because Ironman behind was in the Ironman? national finals. Yeah, yeah, ahead of Dylan Duncan, behind Ironman. That. I mean, they both oh, lost to Nick Lee. Is it though? Um, Seabass also lost to Tariq, which is no. Oh, yeah, he did lose to Tariq on the backside. I forgot about that. Which is not yes. a bad loss. Tariq is a two-time third placer. Kind of got whooped though. Yeah, he got majored. Tariq is about. A half a foot taller, maybe oh, yeah. more. Tariq the freak. I forgot that Demas lost his Zach Sherman at the NCAAs last year. Yeah, Sherman, All-American, plays seventh. The Shermanator. And what happened to Demas? Demas kind of got screwed because he had real Woods on the front side because they gave Woods a 21 seed, which was, oh yeah, yeah whatever. I, we had a shortened season. I get it. Not everyone had great seeds. So that wasn't ideal for him. But then he did lose his Zach Sherman on the backside, which... I was I was kind of shocked by that result. Yeah, Demas goes down in sudden victory. Woods with just what like four matches or something, and then yeah, yeah on the yeah. backside. So DNP'd, um, and then I think he had some other losses over the year. It was a weird season for sure. So, you know, these uh, uh, Ian Parker is not a bad loss. No, yeah, I guess, and there's another one in that. You know, Ian Parker, you could see moving. You guys have him at 14. You could see him moving up. Real Woods is one at number nine, who obviously his freshman year was great. And then last year, you know, with the, the whole thing at Stanford was pretty crazy. I could definitely see him moving up a little further. Um, where did he, he – he lost to Carlson in the round 12 also. Yeah, great story, Clay Carlson. Um, South Dakota State, continuing the tradition of, of just coaching these guys up. Mm-hmm. Damien Hahn doing good stuff. Uh, Any other complaints about one uh, one forty one? Well, we should mention Austin Gomez. Um, like, there's yes, some. I heard talk, he's he might go one forty nine, one forty one. We'll see. Yeah, that's one. It's you know we'll see what they do with either Wrestleoffs or, as you said, Ben. There's a lot of tournaments on that Wisconsin schedule, so I'm sure we'll see him sooner than later. Um, should also note that Mackenzie Bell. The plan is for him to redshirt for Ryder. He had a really nice year. Um, Kind of uh, breakout season. Quinn Kinner transferred from uh, Ohio State back to his home state of New Jersey. He's going to be the starter for Ryder at 141. So I was wondering when he was going to resurface somewhere. Yeah. He's a good wrestler. A lot of fun. He does yes. lots of headlocks. All right, 149. 
Headlocks equals fun. That's my my theory. I agree. <laughs> Not at Max's Academy. At Max's Academy, if you do headlocks in practice, you got to do push-ups. What? That's worth it. So no do the fun push-ups, there. get Not stronger, fun. and learn the headlocks. It's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> the headlock's a real move. Uh, That's all I'm funny. saying. 149. Uh, 149. 149. Yeah. What What do you guys have for questions at 149? Uh, I got no beef with anything. I didn't have anything written down at 149. Um, you know, I think Tariq, I think that I could get down with that. He's taken third now twice. I mean, I think he's a guy we could see take a bunch of losses because he's typically done that in season. I mean, Yaya's one at number three. I get it because of the NCA finish, but then the uh, you know the other part there is obviously. Yaya was a 25 seed going into NCAA, so it does seem kind of funny having him at number three. Yeah, um, make the, made his money in March, where it counts. <laughs> it's when it counts. So I think I would be shocked to see him take a few L's and move down. And, you know, I, he maybe he finishes up high again at NCAAs because he had quite the run. And Donian, someone I'm excited to see how they oh, yeah. progress. But he was also, no, he can't Richard. He Richard two years ago. So he'll be in the lineup this year. Um, yeah, but I didn't really have anything else at 149. There was nothing else I was too excited about. Yes, yeah. Um, one guy I'm looking to see if he can if he can keep going forward in a season with uh, you know like a full uh, schedule and, and list of opponents. Kyle Parco from Fresno State was their All American last year. He's up at five uh, based on his results, All American, and now he's at Arizona State. That's a good program. They got a lot of firepower. I think they're number four uh, in the team rankings. Yes, maybe number three, good. number four. Oh, tied with Oklahoma State, number three. So it's all based on yeah, they have like points. Six All Americans coming back or something. Yeah, yeah. Zeke Jones has a very salty squad, and they're really good with getting transfers in, like where they need them. Parker also, I think, Shoot. there's a possibility he goes down to 41. Last year he started out at 41, and I think literally bumped up because it was better for the team. To 49. Oh, they had DJ Lauren. Yeah. No, didn't he? He lost his wrestle off to DJ Lauren, right? Hence, it was better for the team that he moved up. Exactly. But I remember he had uh, an interview after he All-American and was literally like, no, I feel like I make 41 fine. Mm. I feel better at 41 or something like that. I don't remember exactly what he said. but And Arizona State also has uh, Julian Klebov and Jesse Vasquez. Two awesome young guys uh, to fill in around that 41, yeah. 49 area. Um, man, you know what match I totally forgot about? Um, I got the brackets up, though, is... Kyle Parko, Sammy Sasso was 11-10. I totally forgot about that match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kyle oh, I did Parko great in CAs. All yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I got no more complaints about 49. I think Yanni, obviously, you'd slide him in here at number one if he bumps up. Um. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, no one else has those credentials. All right, cool. Easy weight class. <laughs> 57 <laughs> is a lot of fun. Let's move on. Yeah. Yes. Anytime you got a, a national champ bumping up to a new weight class where the reigning national champ also returns, you got some fun. And then, I mean, just going down the list, you lose you lose Hayden Heidley, who it was amazing that he could yeah. make 57 for as long as he did. He's the human muscle. Uh, yeah. But now, Ryan, uh, I, think, Deacon, I don't think there's much argument with Carr over O'Connor. Is there out of anybody? No, I mean... He's the man. That's his weight class. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was, you know, air on the side of the returning guy at the weight class. Yeah. To be the guy, you got to beat yeah, the guy. So 
Deacon, Deacon over um, – I'm sorry, Carr over Deacon. I, I obviously want to see Carr versus Deacon because we saw that two years ago at the CTLV, and Deacon won rather convincingly. Um, and then obviously Deacon was upset by Jesse Delvecchia last year, who's not returning. And so we're not going to – we didn't get to see that at all last year. So I, obviously I want to see Deacon versus – car hopefully they meet up sooner than maybe are they both going to cklv again because that would be tremendous i'm gonna look it up that that would be uh northwestern has gone in the past well what i was going to bring up is with that win over david carr could you make the argument deacon over o'connor deacon over O'Connor. Uh, going back that far but yeah, if I you think, go Deacon overall, I mean, given especially given Deacon's freestyle success, I know we don't count that. Given his freestyle success, it's like I mean, you kind of honestly do think about Deacon here and then O'Connor here is you know he's had so much freestyle success. Yeah, and uh, if we were ranking a freestyle tournament, U.S. Open or whatever, <laughs> we would absolutely rank Deacon ahead of Austin O'Connor. Or, uh, um, yeah, rank and seed. Uh, but uh, based just on results at NCAAs, we got a national champ in there. Um, and he did go undefeated last season. Wire to wire. Yeah, although it was It does not shortened. look like Iowa State is going to... They got some interesting matches in here. Um, they, it's not only like they're going to CKLV. They actually don't have very many terms. Oh my gosh, they actually well, have the last the schedules chance had CK, on the schedule. Have CKLV on it, right? Yeah, they do. Uh, Northwestern did. Cornell did. Oh, okay. Yeah, never did. mind. I thought they all came out before CKB was officially back. No, so back. they got uh, Iowa State. Actually, funny because they don't even have anything till November twenty seventh. They have a double duel against uh, Army Cal Bap, and then they have the Harold Nichols the next day, and then they got Iowa the next week. Um, so they don't have much on their schedule in the beginning. So who knows? Maybe they'll actually sneak an open tournament in there somewhere. North Carolina, uh, just looking at it from O'Connor's perspective, going to the Southern Scuffle, which is going to be pretty solid. Uh, Cornell is there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 57. Um, yeah. Not uh, something else. But that's doesn't a, look like, it doesn't look like Northwestern and Iowa State will cross paths anywhere until the NCAA tournament. Hmm. Well, yeah. Definitely hope we get more Car Deacon. Never know. All right. You never know. Unless uh, they go to the Iowa State Open. You never know. Unless they might show up at the Iowa State Open. That's right. There's always the last chance. Maybe, yeah, Deacon needs to go to the last chance. No, not the last chance. The Harold Nichols. Oh, the Cyclone Open, yes. Yes. Uh, gotcha. Yes. The, to be named the uh, Sion Williams Open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can, can we donate money? Can we pull up money and donate it so it can be called the Sion Williams Open? As long as he still operates a camera there, then it can be. <laughs> Oh yes, that would be so. He he gets to operate the finals camera. <laughs> that's that's actually a terrible idea. As long as he's there, just put a mic on him. He'll be like the PA. You know how like Hazard or Jason Bryan will be uh, doing yeah. the PA in house. Just make him pronounce no, everybody's he, name. No, yes. <laughs> just coming he to the mat. Him be the PA. He's gonna say some crazy shit right away. That's right. <laughs> Why do you think I want him to do it? Oh my gosh! Please don't. Just make it the in house PA, not the uh, flow wrestling stream PA. <laughs> Or have like the option to pick the Sion feed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, flow zone, Sion zone. Hey, I actually like that you guys, um, you guys didn't just go by NCAs and you put Wyatt Sheets all the way down there at number sixteen because he, you know, he came into the NCAs. 
number 33 and didn't actually qualify, but someone got hurt and you kind it's of about who that you beat. That's right. It's wins and losses. Actually, I got a beef with that on the on the next weight. Yeah, on the next weight, I got 65. a beef with that. Okay, you want to hear my beef? What's the beef? Listen, I know I, I had a beef with my, Miles Amin, but I got you guys need to put Cam Amin higher. This is bullshit. Cam, it is not Cam Amin's fault. Alex Marinelli and Anthony Valencia decided not to show up. It's not his <laughs> fault. Move him higher. He all American in a very difficult bracket. And just because these dudes didn't show up, you're going to put him all the way down there at 12? This is unacceptable. I Ooh. say Cam Mean has to be higher. It's not his fault these dudes didn't show up. Um, yeah, look, I don't. Uh, I think Cam Amin is there. We didn't put him there, like, just to start the year. He the started... All-American. He took seventh place. And who did he beat on the way to that All-American? Lost to uh, Travis Whitley. and Alex Marinelli. That's We're right. both higher than him. They didn't show up. They're chickens. They, they didn't show up. It's not his fault. On, right. If if two people have a very similar uh, roster, then I resume. think a resume. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm looking for. Then I think you give the nod to the guy that showed up. Right. But if there's enough backlog of better yeah. wins so and not as many losses, listen, then you favor. Here's yeah, what happened yeah, with Cam Amin. We put Here's Yaya what, Thomas at number three after he he finished he, he had a twenty five seed going into NCAAs. Cam Amin was what he was an eleven seed I think some somewhere in there. I'll, I'll look it up. Right. He had a loss to Keegan O'Toole and his other loss uh, was a very close one to Travis Whitlake. It's not his fault that actually move this man high. Mark Mahler and Jay Navis. Right. Yaya ran the gauntlet. In the NCAs, it's not Kim Amin's fault. I agree, but he might have ran the goal. We don't know. These chickens didn't show up for the match, and we can't assume. Just like we can't say, well, he's beating him in the room. So even though they didn't wrestle or whatever, or no, he's... it's a tournament. You got to move him higher. I, I don't. We're not. We. I hate it. it. I hate that. We weight the matches that you do hit at the NCA higher, but we don't give no, them. You hit him. I mean, Kim Amin lost. Kim Amin lost Marinelli at Big Tens. Yeah, and then Marinelli got scared at end season and didn't show up. Scared. I, can't <laughs> not, I do not endorse that that theory. What happened with Cam Amin is did he, he show did, up. He didn't show up. It says medical forfeit. Yes. I'm he got unlucky. I'm with you on that one. Uh, and then more guys entered this weight class. So what happened is Evan Wick shows back up. He's got to go ahead. Demetrius yeah, Romero. Yeah, you guys put Alex Marinelli at number three after he's been fifth, seventh, and then he got scared and didn't show up against Cam Amin. Again, can't condone that last part of what you're saying, but can you also look at his regular season record and the number of guys yeah, that he's yeah, beaten? I get it. I get it. I'm, listen, I, and I, I, I'm being kind of funny with the got scared thing. I'm sure he had a good reason for not showing up. I'm sure he had a good reason. But and, at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, he didn't make the walk. Give Cam Amin the W. The man didn't make the walk to the man, give him the W. I agree with you um, when, like I said, they have very almost – Exactly the same resumes. Then you default to that guy. But when it's like somewhat clear that one guy has a better resume, you default to that guy. Ben, what do you think about Karchla being ahead of Cam based on Karchla's uh, true freshman redshirt season when he beat It's Cam? ridiculous. Cam means should be higher. He freaking beat Anthony Valencia and he beat Alex Marinelli. Put him higher. Yeah. Those 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 wins don't count in um, 
They should ranking. count. It's it's it is this is this is the NCAA tournament, and these men chose not to show up. You give Cam Mean the W. What if what if some guy is up fourteen to zero and gets hurt? Gets that's an injury. Loses. That's, that's an injury default. This is different than uh this is different than a medical forfeit. Those guys they didn't show up. They didn't show up. They what if they do that thing where they they take the mat for two seconds and then immediately oh. injury time and then walk off? Listen, guys, that's an injury default. The All American. Cam and me took seventh place. These other dudes chose not to show up. Not his fault. Not his hey, fault. Give him the I, wins. And he will forever have that uh, nice trophy. Because you uh, guys ranked effing Luke Webster at number six. Luke Webster didn't even All-American in this bracket. Luke Webster. Cam put some respect on his name. <laughs> I wish I had the bell. Ding, 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 ding. not Luke Webster. Whatever but, his damn name is. I don't even know his name because he didn't All-American. But he got the wins in the head-to-head matchups. No, he didn't place. Cam Amin took seven. It's not just about placement. We, Cam we, Amin beat Alex Marinelli to make All-American. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of that is the luck of who you get to hit in the bracket. And with last year's season, yeah, with the beat, way seeds happened. He beat Valencia and Alex Marinelli. That's the number eight and the three. Move him up. We're going to have to put, disagree- him, put him right behind. I will not be satisfied until he's right behind Travis freaking Whitley. Well, I, I it pains me to know that I won't be giving you total satisfaction, but Camamine is going to stay there for now. And this is one of those times where this becomes bulleted board material, and uh, yeah, Cam Cam totally proves me wrong, embarrasses these rankings, uh, uh, makes a mockery of them. I would be thrilled. So I'll have to I'll have to leave it at that. I can't. And part of that I is can't having, give him credit for those matches. having like a set of rules that you don't account for those wins across the board and so you can't just like cherry pick well this one this happened that's that right to this, so this thank you jd because if we started making exceptions to these rules then, slope, and then all guys, of our integrity would be called into question at all the time this tournament it's the biggest one it's the one that we all want to be at and be placed and the roll of the dice sometimes luck's not on your side with guys not showing up with the the seeds with the placements some guy upsets and the other guy gets an easier match also, he's at 13th and he took 7th. It's not like he made the finals and is now at 13. And you have to add Evan Wick, uh, Demetrius Romero, and Carson Karchla into the mix. So it moves him down a little bit. I'm sorry yeah. that we upset you on that one, Ben, but unfortunately it upset. is. But listen, Bitcoin futures started trading today on the <laughs> it, New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> so listen, you can't make my day that shitty. Like I'm upset. I'm trying to. I'm trying to go to I mean, bat for Cameron right now. Cameron, I'm going to bat for you here. This is the, what these guys are doing to you. It is not right. I do not endorse these views. I'm moving you higher in my head. In my head right now. Yeah, I'm gonna make the. Well, this, he's going this, up. He's going. Luke Weber's going down. Luke Weber did all American. Uh, grudge, he's grudge moving match. down. I'm gonna move Travis Williams. Marinelli's moving down. He didn't show up for his all American match. He gets to move down. He has even an average he, finish of like eighth place at NCAs. He moves down. Even though he uh, won the last four matches against Evan Wick? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm moving Wick up, Keegan up, Marinelli goes down, <laughs> Weber goes down, Whitlake goes up. We're bumping. Oh, Romero. We got to talk about Romero too. Amin goes up. Hartman, actually All American too. He goes up. Moving all those guys up. Wow, it must be easy to do those rankings. You just look at the All-American list. You look at the what, where people finish and you go, oh, It's the most important There's tournament. my rankings. You guys, That's why it's you guys will say heavier. all that counts is March, and then you guys look at March and you say it doesn't count. It's called job role justification, and 
If, if we do that method, then I'll just have to go find something else to do with my time. Yeah. I'll be fired. <laughs> Again. Well, no, listen. You guys got tacos. You can go eat some tacos because I'm giving you the juice on how to do it right. <laughs> it's easy. Just base it on the results. Well, we do okay. we do weight the NCAAs more heavily, but again, I'm sorry, Ben. This is the way it is right. here. Why is Demetrius Romero so low? This man, let me let me just tell you what he did last year. Okay. He went to the NCAA tournament at 174. I don't even know why he's going down. Because he only lost to Carter Siraki, the national champion, two to zero. And then he went in and he took sixth place. Uh he also lost to Mikey Labriola. Why is he moving down? To ninth. Because of what you said, and then you got to go back. He missed, you know, he lost to Labriola. Not a bad loss, but uh, it's a good loss. It's a it's a good loss. But then, what is his best win after that? You have Romero, uh, good win, but um, Bernie Truax, I guess, is the other best win. win. And then you have the season he was injured last year, so you don't have a ton of body of work. You have the shortened Mm -hmm. season last year, and then you look at. And then you look at the people that are at 165 because they all have a more robust track record. Robust. Yes. Look, yeah. Romero, Romero was just a was just a tough well, one. You, you may have a point there, uh, but why is he going down? He's going down because that weight class has guys like Anthony Valencia at number eight. So you think you think you think he thinks it's easier? Easier at 74 than versus 65. I think the guys have better resumes. At 65 and 74, and, and unfortunately, when you don't have common opponents, that's the best thing that we can go on. Well, you may have okay. a point with Romero. I will I will tell you this. I'll give him a, another real hard inspection of his wins <laughs> and losses, and uh, he may be due for a correction. I like your terminology. As they say. I'll give you a hard inspection. I will inspect his resume. I just have a line with my wife. And uh, and he may be due for a res- uh, a correction. <laughs> Use a Wall Street term since you just brought up my finance. I love it. Let's see Utah Valley. Oh man, what they got? They got a quad. Listen to this quad, boy. This is like the Iowa City duels. They got North Idaho, Northwest Kansas Tech, Doan, and Northern Colorado all on November seventh. All live on Flow, I believe. Oh, it uh well actually you guys have the flow logo under the last duel, but not the other one, so I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. But yeah, Utah Valley Home Duel should be on flow. What's uh is it? They're going to Don? Don. Don. They're in your neck oh. of the woods, right? That's Nebraska. Cornland. <clears throat> um Yeah, I would like to see uh oh hey, there's gonna be a Romero Luke Weber match um in Oh, there we go. I'm in yeah. for that one. And Travis Whitlake. That's coming up uh, in December. Nice. Oh, so the Missouri's going to – so Keegan with Russell, Demetrius Romero. That is uh, – it looks like they're doing a quad, Wyoming – or maybe it's a try. Wyoming, Missouri, and Utah Valley in Orem, Utah. All right. That'll be Sir. good. Keegan nice. O'Toole, uh, you should know, Ben, was uh, at the Junior Worlds when uh, I was over there in Russia and it was just all other UWW people, but their media guys all said their favorite was Keegan. Of all the people nice. in the countries, they had to interview him a bunch. They said Keegan, that was their fave, number one. So they're Sweet. all they're all Keegan O'Toole fans now and Missouri awesome. fans by extension. Whomst amongst us is not. Whomst. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, you want to... Uh, you you want to stop uh, giving 165 such a hard time? I rage. No, I rage. You know what? I rage on 165, and I didn't even complain about Keegan at all. So uh, <laughs> we give I, you I credit for that. 
Yeah, like, you know, he's in a good spot. I love Evan Wick also. He was actually back in Madison this week. I didn't get to see him, but he was back in Madison eating some Frosties. He loves – He loves. so these college kids, they got issues. You know what Evan Wick's favorite food is? A, a Frosty? No, he does love Frosties, though. <laughs> and another college kid, Panda Express. Panda Express sucks. I tell these college kids they got Panda no Express class. Is fine. Panda Express no, is – No, listen, you're too close to being college AJD. Panda Express sucks. I mean, I would rather go like a local Chinese place, but yeah. uh, you know, I, it's not like it's super expensive. It's fine, fast Chinese. You know when it when it's the best option in a food fine, court fast sometimes. Chinese. What is this? Is it their slogan or something? Fast, <laughs> fast Chinese, fast Chinese food. Their orange chicken is apparently has like magical properties that allow Daisy you to be fresh. really good at jujitsu, yeah. according to a guy on Flow Grappling. Oh. Which, by the uh, way, everybody watch who's number one Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wait, why uh, is it on a Wednesday? Ryan. I meant to ask you guys that. What? Why is it on a Wednesday? Um, I can't speak for the Flow Grappling team, but please do. Um, I I, I like the Wednesday. You don't compete with any other sports. Um, okay. yeah, I think you know we're so used to having stuff on weekends because of tournaments when you need as many people there as possible. Uh, but if we're just talking like a uh, event card. Like, you know, 10 matches, 10 whatever jujitsu uh, matches. Right. A weekday evening session, prime time. Get home from work, watch a little wrestling slash grappling, what have you. Yeah, from, from my strictly veer with zero responsibilities, I, <laughs> I enjoy it. They're, they're, also, they're also grappling literally at a venue that you can walk to. Like, you can roll oh, down yes. a hill and hit Which this one? building. The Auditorium Shores. Palmer Event Center. Palmer. Got it. Um, hey, uh, who's who's Gordon Ryan grappling? Uh, uh, to be honest with you, I, I can't remember the name. Philip Grove. Phil Rowe. That was that was coming from the back here. That was Tyler. Really, Phil Rowe doesn't seem like. I mean, I don't want to be mean to Phil Rowe because he's a good grappler, but he doesn't. I, I have a hard time seeing that one being competitive with Gordon Ryan because Gordon well, Ryan like. You- Yes, that's it's the, an exhibition match. It's an exhibition, minutes. yeah. Uh, subs keep rolling, so even if there's a sub, they keep on going through. So there's oh, that would be that would be the worst though, because what if you subbed like 16 times by Gordon Ryan? I did Ryan? not know that. Real set actually. Yeah, Gordon, this is Gordon Ryan's return. So he retired. Uh, sorry for all the people that don't care at all about grappling. Um, I'm <laughs> kind of there with you. Gordon Ryan is like the superstar of grappling of of nogi jujitsu. That that is the most like wrestling of all the BJJ styles. The grappling styles. Uh, he's like the goat. Uh, he retired. He had some health issues. He's coming back out of retirement for his first a- a match, his first event. It's going to be 15 minutes. Uh, it will last 15 minutes. And if usually when you get submitted, it's like MMA. If you tap, you're done. They're just going to like keep the clock rolling. There's go no back, tech falls. <laughs> just restart. Yeah, this is going to be like when Satya destroyed the poor guy by 30 yeah, by points, 31 to two or something at Worlds when they allowed oh, the guy the option not to stop on tech falls. Oh jeez. So, and I don't know anything about his opponent. I don't know how that is supposed to go, but that that's the format from what I understand. So, tune in, watch Gordon Ryan rack up a bunch of submissions or not, whatever. <laughs> we don't get judged on full grappling's viewership. There you go. All right, Although 74 um <laughs> I I I mean, I think it would is like Mikey Labriola took third at NCAs and you guys moved him down uh below Makai and Heidley. I don't yep. hate it, but I don't, I don't love it either, given the fact that he took third. And Heidley actually took fifth because he lost to Jacory. 
That's right. I believe. So, yes. uh, and then obviously Makai didn't play because Makai was hurt. So, so how I, come you are not coming at Makai as hard as you came at uh, Alex Marinelli? Because he also did not wrestle on the backside. Uh, well, I was actually just advocating for Camamine's poor treatment. It's the <laughs> See, main thing I was advocating and this is, for. And this is but, why we have our rules so that we don't cherry pick when to apply them. Well, I was I was I was advocating for Camamine more than I was picking on Alex Marinelli, in my opinion. But the other the other thing here is that um, you know Marinelli took fifth, seventh, and DMP. Those are his three finishes at NCAAs so far, despite having great regular seasons. Makai did the damn thing. He he got the W. Sure did, uh, over an all-timer as well. Yes. So, um, like I said, I, I would definitely consider moving Mike Labriola up higher. Now, how, you know, how far are you going to move Makai down? I mean, like putting him past Ethan Smith or Matt Feinsilver, oh, that, that, that one's a hard sell for me. I mean, but I would definitely consider moving Labriola up. And then if you want to flip-flop Heidley and uh, Makai, like I don't really hate it. What about um... – yeah, I, uh, those are all considerations. It's like, uh, you know, do we put more weight on just the placement at NCAAs? And I believe we've been pretty consistent in only looking at balls and strikes, wins and losses, regardless of how that placement are. However, those wins and losses at NCAAs count for more than yeah. an early regular season. Uh, but if you just want to favor the, the, the placements, those numbers, um, absolutely, you, the, the rankings would look a little different. Um. Heidley was tough because he's moving up two weight classes, so common opponents are few and far between with guys at 74. Yes. Uh, and the other one, you mentioned Matt Silver, so he's coming back after, I believe, a two-year hiatus. He had injury and then an Olympic redshirt year. And we have him above Jackson Turley, who is an All-American from Rutgers, and that could be, uh, if you're just looking at NCAA finishes, uh, uh, the same type of uh, objection to having a guy that never All-American ahead of a guy that uh, is coming off an All-American season. Um, yeah, Jackson again, Turley snuck in there, huh? He he went nuts. He just started just ripping up dudes. Uh, Let me look at his path here. Yeah, who did he? He McNally. took out McNally's. Wow, well, Donnell. He tech. What the hell did Donnell do? He got tech fall by Turley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Donnell. Who has a win over the uh, returning champ? Wild. That was that's. He had tech fall. He Don, Donnell must have packed it and said, "I don't. I where was NCAA? I don't really want to be in St. Louis. I hate this city." <laughs> he got beat sixteen to one in three minutes and twenty seconds. Wow. Yeah, Jackson Turley loses his first match and then uh, Road Warriored it uh, back. Where's Turley? There he is. Ant Man, yeah. Donnell, and Ben Pasick of Army, McNally, Kent State. McNally had a really good season. Um, and then yeah. you get you hit a buzzsaw like Turley going through the constellation rounds and seven five and you lost your spot on the podium. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I, I don't I don't hate where these ranks are. I would probably if I was I would have left Labriol at three, I think is probably what I would have done. I'm very interested to see how Chris Foca does. I'm pretty high on him. Yes. Down there at number uh eleven. Uh just see where his hair's at. His hair? Yeah. yeah. He's had it shaved oh, for yeah. most of high school, but then he let it grow, I think, the last year or so. And uh, it's out there. He's got a lot of it. He was looking like you back in your college days, Ben. Nice. Love Funky it. Chris Foca. I, he came to three or four. Actually, I have so much stuff in this 174 bracket because um, Sage Heller claim. came to a whole bunch of funky freshes. Um, 
So did Chris Foca. Mason Coffin's from Wisconsin, and he, he looks like me because he's got the same hair. And then three <laughs> of these dudes are from Kratiger, Hemauer, and Mako are all from AWA. So I got quite – and Donnell wrestled about 27 of my guys. I, I probably had guys <laughs> against Donnell like – so very literal, not 27, that's an exaggeration, but probably probably like 14, honestly. Ben is the and, Genghis Khan of 174. You know how like it's 80% also, of Asia are oh, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> some part of his descendant. Ben uh, is the Johnny uh, Appleseed also, <laughs> if you want to use maybe a more uh, appropriate analogy. Yeah. But 174, that's your weight class. And then uh, it just so happens that a bunch of the uh, wrestlers that have a funky style at 174 have, have crossed paths with you. So I think that's yeah. pretty cool, actually. That's funny. You should be very proud. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's good to know. I didn't know you had that many connections, but hey, it makes yeah. sense. Genghis mm-hmm. Khan. <laughs> Maybe not a great. What, analogy, what an outstanding but... individual, right? <laughs> what an exemplary fellow. <laughs> Seems like a nice guy. I don't see anything problematic with his history. <laughs> what if they have Genghis Khan Day in Mongolia? How oh, like we they have got it. They probably every, they probably got one Genghis Khan Day per month. <laughs> it's Genghis Khan year. Every day is Genghis Khan day. I don't want to. I have no idea how Mongolia does it. Those are fun wrestlers, though. There's. It's a tiny country. It's basically Iowa of Asia. There's like yeah. four million people. Well, it's very large in size, but not very many people. No, not basically one city in the whole place. Yes. So, uh, we'll have to get a, a Mongolian correspondent to learn more about that. We need a Mongolian correspondent. We need that. Yeah. If anybody's listening, that's got some. Mongolian ties. You wanna you wanna keep moving on? Yeah, one eighty four. Yes. Let's roll it up. All right, this is we we uh, he's in the Michigan roster, which is updated and has people at new weights. So we assume Miles Amin going back down to one eighty four. I don't think he had much trouble making one ninety seven last year. Certainly um, wrestled one eighty nine internationally. That's eighty six kilos. And there's a guy that's gone four three 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 and took an Olympic uh, redshirt year in there as well. So. And won a bronze Do you medal, think we should have kept which Trent? is not counted? Right, we don't count that uh, Olympic bronze. Do you think he should be above Trent or below Ben? Are you going well? With the, NCAA the, placement. The tough part about the Trent thing is, well, Trent beat him too. In freestyle, don't, don't give me this freestyle shit. Don't even start with me. <laughs> we're we're giving you the the shiz. Sorry. No, Trent beat him and and outplaced him in NCAs. So I say Trent goes higher. So you have Trent there. Uh, understandable take. Uh, if these at number two. If these were the AWA rankings, I would <laughs> totally see that. Um, I'll go with Trent number two, uh, and then I don't see any problem with any other other rankings. Um, yeah, I like. I mean, 184 is pretty simple, actually. There's not as much confusion here. Wasn't no, not as much. Um, I don't know what to do. I hope I didn't do Marcus Coleman wrong by moving him down to 21. He was at 197. He's a little bit higher. Um, Iowa State, they have moved around weights as the season progresses the last couple of years. Wait, so. I thought, no, Marcus Coleman, I thought, oh, no, that, okay, I'm confused. Got it. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I agree with you, Ben. Uh, a lot of fun guys in this weight class. Dakota Kier coming back for another year of eligibility. Keck Eisen and Poznanski, the two young guns. Trent yep. is awesome, raising the roof. And then Miles, an Olympic bronze medalist. That's cool to see there. And then Aaron Brooks. I mean, if Aaron Brooks wins against that field, he'll go a long way to establishing himself as one of the best to do it. If yes. Trent had maybe gone undefeated 
into the NCAA finals last year, I would maybe say give him the nod, but he did take that loss to Bolin. Yeah, keep Bolin. Bolin, man, Bolin is I you know, I he I he definitely should be ranked where he's at, but obviously it's crazy because he was you he was generally two and three last year, um, kind of the whole season. Yeah, when he beat Trent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think Bolin even was number one for a little bit. Um I'm glad Aaron was Brooks over Brooks. I yeah, and I think we got a lot of heat because uh, Brooks didn't have like a, a win like Trent. Brooks's resume was uh, was very thin, and he wrestled a lot of freestyle, uh, which did not count. And a lot of people, uh, you know, would say, "Why wouldn't Brooks be higher?" You know that he is better than a lot of the guys that he's ranked below. And we would say we can't bring in our personal opinions to this. We have to keep Brooks uh, where he is according to wins and losses. Um, so I'm happy because I always thought Brooks was the best guy in the field last year, not by a huge margin, but if at any point last year you told me to pick somebody to win, I believe I was pretty consistent in saying it'd be Brooks. But anyway, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that anymore and that he's starting number one, and if he does not stay number one, it's because he probably would take a loss, which I don't expect him to do. So, yeah, 184. Um, mostly it all kind of worked out the way we expected Shall we? Up to 197. Yes. That was an easy way class. Yeah. This one, some more question marks. We had to make an assumption right off the bat about who's going to start for Penn State because it's no sure thing. You have All-American Michael Beard, and then you have NCAA finalist Max Dean, who we're also assuming is not going to go 184 where he last wrestled. So we, yeah, we, I, we went with the finalist. Yeah. And, um, you know, there, there was some also – I think the biggest controversy was having Warner over Bonacorsi at the end of last year, but that was just based on wins and losses, not finishes. So without relitigating uh, last year's end of the season, which I think we had a large discussion on, it was AJ Ferrari number one, did the dang thing. Max Dean, he's a finalist. Warner Bonacorsi, Rocky Elam, who also won a junior world championship. But Ben, you have a, you have a much bigger gripe that is an omission. What, Brad? I mean, yeah, I, I don't like the fact that you guys don't put freshman here. And Brad's name was obviously, I mean, it's not like I'm bringing up crazy information. He should obviously be ranked. And this weight class is freaking fun. This weight class is really good. You have all Eric Schultz, number two seed, all the way down there. Tanner Sloan's good, former junior world team member. Cam Caffey, Lucas Davison, junior world medalist. This weight class is deep and fun. I'm excited for it. And you guys have been crapping on 197 for a while, but it's going to be really good this year. That's a that was a CP thing, right? Not to throw CP under CP, the bus while he was out in in Cal, uh, Colorado, but he definitely did not like 197. At least he's voiced that opinion a few times. It was kind of weak for a few years. Yeah, uh, there, it it did lack in the start power. But as you mentioned, the number of uh, world medalists at the at the age level uh, and and world teamers, that, um, especially when Braxton gets in the mix, he won two. He won. He wrestled freestyle, won it in a in a tough field in Russia. And then gets like two or three days of break and then goes right back into yeah. a Greco-Roman field. Um, very much a, uh, a stud that is going to be ranked very soon. The question is, Ben, that I ask, like, you know, if these were the AWA rankings, what would you take yeah. into account? How would you how would you fit him in here? Because he has no Who, results. So what would you base it the Jess Freestyle? I don't know how many relevant yeah. results in there. Who did he beat? It's very difficult. So, I mean, yeah, I would just put him in here somewhere. Uh, probably not <laughs> all that high. I'd throw him in there at, like, four. 
That's not that, pretty not high. that high. <laughs> just four. Not so that what about Rocky, who also four. has freestyle results? Well, ahead of Rocky, um, who's also a junior champ. Rocky lost to Ferrari at the Junior U.S. Open two years ago, so there's that. Um, and then obviously we have his NCAA results, and uh, man, yeah, I mean you don't really have any relevant wins for Braxton, but the notion that he's not going to place that high is kind of silly. Uh, so not yeah, so I put him at number three. You know, just above the returning finalist, but yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no problem. Well, I think we're all Team Braxton here. He's going to do awesome things. He's a he's a joy to watch. He was also one of the faves of the UWW staff. They loved interviewing him too. So kudos there. Uh, we're going to see. Yeah, him so hold on, let me address that. Hold on, I, I did want to say something about the. I think disproportionately we're going to have upper weight junior medalist, number one. I think there is too many freestyle weights up top. I would actually add one back in the middle. When we go 89, 202, 213, there's just too many. And for whatever reason, other countries seem to not be good in the upper weights. You know, mm. you think of like Japan, great lightweights, they stink in the upper weights. And there's a whole bunch of populations countries. skew smaller. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, guess, that, so they, 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 I don't know for sure. No, that's probably that's probably right on the head, nail, nail on the head, right? So... um we seem to have more success in the upper weights than we do the lighter weights simply because we have a lot of really good big guys in other countries. They're not really very solid there. So um, I think we're probably always going to have those world medalists up top, whereas and we're not always going to have that at the lighter weights. Hmm. Interesting sidebar. Um, I would probably – no, I, it, I'm being serious. wasn't totally joking there. Uh, I, I would tend to agree. I think if you had – if let's say the Olympics said we're going to allow nine weights – per freestyle, uh, men's freestyle. Um, and you couldn't, you only had to take away, you couldn't totally reorder them. I would probably say 92. Would yeah, be the, 92 for would sure. Would be the one uh, that you don't have there. Not to take away opportunities from people in the upper weights. Uh, I like the upper weights. I am an upper weight. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. You're one of uh, us. I'm looking Hello. at a Wisconsin schedule, and they have Michigan State open. Caffey. Yep, so he'll hit Caffey the first weekend in November. And maybe Brucky, if he's there for Michigan. Don't all the Michigan. Yeah, he's another one that, that him and Darmstead, both coming back. Darmstead with Cornell. Brucky was Princeton now uh, at Michigan. 197 is good, man. Really good. Yeah, and Cordell Norfleet hat was ranked really high going into this uh, into the NCAAs, and this didn't – got a couple yeah, misses Schultz there. and Norfleet were, what, two and three, I think, weren't they? Yeah, Schultz is way up there. The only guy we're missing is, unfortunately, Noah Adams is uh, not going to take advantage of that extra year of eligibility. So if you're looking for... He would um, have two more years. He bounced. He said, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. He must have graduated. Uh, yes. He did. Uh, he, that was, he had finished four years of college and um, wanted to move on. So can't, can't fault him there. Just uh, yeah. takes away uh, another really strong competitor at a, at a very fun weight Michich, class. Michich um, will now be in his eighth year. Yeah, hey, no, I, I, think I think we'll see Eric Schultz move up. Obviously, he was the number number two seed um, after being the Big Ten champion. And then you know, he took that crazy – I think he got headlocked, actually, first round. Oh, um, and then, Owen, Owen Pence. Yes, and then he ran into El- Rocky Elam on the backside, and Rocky Elam had a hell of a run. Also, he actually lost first round, and then he won like – a whole bunch in a row, and then he lost a, uh, a mean in sudden victory, and then he beat he he avenged his first round loss against Jake Woodley, who's another guy who probably shouldn't have been seated at twenty six. 
Correct. Um, that was a crazy seed. I mean, it, yeah, again, was... it's the season that it was. Uh, but man, that that didn't help the rest of that uh, one ninety seven pound bracket out at all to have a guy like yeah Woodley at twenty six. Mm-hmm. So Schultz will probably see him moving up because he had a really and you know if you, you know, kind of going back to the uh, going back to the discussion we had earlier about is it just the NCAA result or is it kind of their whole season? If we really, I mean, he would be a guy that would kind of fit that argument. Because he only had one loss in the regular season, which was uh, to Miles Amin. But, you know, he beat everybody else. He beat Jacob Warner. He beat Cam Caffey a couple times. Um, and then his only other losses were at the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, maybe bad luck. Maybe uh, not would be replicated or you wouldn't bet on it. But the loss to Pence, who is down um, yeah, at 16, that that weighs heavily. That that's kind of like an anchor there. And fair or not, yep. sometimes stuff like that happens. That was with, um, um, well, I won't go in the past. But sometimes guys take losses like that, and and it drags them down, and and then they uh, they prove, or they show up at the tournament, and uh, you know makes the rankings look foolish. It happens. Yep. On to the heavies. Heavy Chevys. Heavy Chevys. So, uh, obviously, huge shot in the arm to this weight class when Gable Stevenson, the biggest name in wrestling, Olympic gold medalist, WWE, future superstar. I don't know how that world works, but I hope it's the best. <laughs> um, he's coming back. So, immediately, this goes from a fun weight class, like a, a good number of, of quality guys, uh, age-level medalist, to the returning Olympic gold medalist, potentially the best heavyweight wrestler of any style in the world. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't even want to debate the top because I think the top is pretty obvious of where they shall be. I don't think there's really any debate. But then we go down to like an Austin Harris, and I just know this because we brought it up the other day. Um, you know, and again, this if you guys are saying you only count, uh, don't only count and saves, but regular Austin Harris did not did not have a good season. He obviously had a couple really big wins over Stencil and. Uh, Elam at the NCAA tournament, but you know, if you look at his entire body of work, him being at number nine, maybe not all the way justified. Um, Brian Andrews of Wyoming, someone I think maybe you know could maybe be a little bit lower. And then obviously, why you know, I would like to count freestyle. White Hendricks is someone I would probably move <laughs> up. Jordan Wood could maybe be moved up. Um, and then there's one you guys have way down there at 20 who I'd move way up, and that's uh, Gary Traub. Gas Tank Gary. I would love to see Gary <laughs> shoot up the rankings. I think we all are looking forward to seeing him in a secured starting spot um, with the Beavers of Oregon State. You know, I don't I – don't, I mean, everything you said is 100% correct, Ben. Uh, very factual anyway. Um, Austin Harris, uh, he took some losses, but, like, most of those, I think Carter Isley, number 18, was, like, his worst loss. He had a few to Josh Heinzelman uh, and Wyatt Hendrickson, and then he's in the Big 12, so he avenged basically all those on his way to uh, his NCAA tournament and through the NCAA tournament. And so we wait those postseason wins against guys like um, Elam and uh, uh, who's another one that you literally just mentioned? Uh, Stencil. Uh, yeah, Tracer. And, uh, what would you that, call him the Tracer? What's uh, that? Because a stencil is how you trace a shape. When you're drawing, <laughs> you're ahead of me on that one. Got it. <laughs> so you know when you take out the tracer, he had a, a 
he's had some really solid wins. He went toe to toe with Mason Paris uh, two years ago. Got some wins over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, yeah, he, you gotta... yeah, he pinned him twice. Was it three years ago? He pinned him twice. Yeah, they alternated pins like for four matches. I think they saw each other six times. Yeah. It was wild. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got you got to factor in the historical results. You got to factor in the regular season, and then you got to factor in that postseason that you wait a little bit more heavily. Um, but yeah, there are certainly arguments. Um, you know, when you're uh, Heinzelman down there or Isley and Hendricks. They go zero three against Heinzelman last year. Yeah, so. Uh, Josh Hanselman, not, not, uh, not picking on you, I swear. Just, um, you know. I'm excited to tell Luis Fernandez does also. Yes. Yeah, for Cornell. They've never had a heavyweight All-American. Factoid. Yes. I'll be rooting for, uh, Yaroslav. Yaroslav? How do you say his first name? Yaroslav Slavikuski? Yes. Love me some Yaroslav. Uh, he spells it the, um... Belarusian way. I don't know why they do this, but if you look at the Belarusian wrestlers, they're all from other parts of actual Russia, uh, and they change the spelling when they come over. And you don't know this. The U's, the V's become U's. So um, that's how Vito Arujal, if you guys don't know this, his dad is from Azerbaijan, and his last name when he was wrestling for the Soviet Union was Arujav. But his mom is Belarusian, and that last name became Arujal when they were in the U.S., Something like that. There you go. If I'm if I'm wrong there, Vito, please correct me. But that's I believe how you went. If you look up uh Vito um Vogar's old records, it's all a Rujov, a Rujov with the V. So that's one example. Yeah, I want to see Slavikuski do well. Uh fun heavyweights. It should be good. Colton Schultz was just out in uh in Oslo at the World Championships. He had a tough loss against a I think the guy ended up fifth, but he was silver at the Olympics. I mean, just beastly looking guys. At those Greco-Roman heavyweight matches. Mm-hmm. So that's heavy. Do Man, you have any other questions? I got one more beef. I got one What's more beef beefs? here. Yes. Oh, my God. We got a go pound, pound. P for P. Count me some damn freestyles. I thought you guys got effing Dayton <laughs> MFing fix. World silver medalist. Behind. Yes. He's behind Makai Lewis. He's behind Michael Cameron. He's behind also. Nah, move this man up. He's a world silver medalist. Move him up. I uh, I would love to. He looked good as hell at the. I put um, him right behind Roman Bravo Young at number seven. I don't hate it. I mean, uh, absolutely. If we're counting freestyle results, uh, he would be shooting way up the ranks. Um, but we are not. Miles and me would also be way higher. It'd be above Shane Griffith, Kemmerer, O'Connor, Carr, Sirachi, Ferrari. Yeah, Miles Mead is an Olympic medalist. <laughs> I think you'd put him probably three, and then Dayton Fix four. Yanni, Nick, Aaron, RBY. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you'd put both of those guys up. Um, if Dayton looks as good as he did in Oslo for this year, then the yeah. Oklahoma State is going to have uh, a fun season with him at 33. Because 33 is a gnarly weight class. That and 74 are my favorite, but I think it's 33 again. I love 97. 97 is going to be so much fun. Yeah, nice, even as you know, those other weights you mentioned, um, you know, 133, the, the first five are really fun for me. And then past that, I'm like, eh. And 97, you go, you can go really deep where we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. I like, I love uh, watching Caffey and at number 12, you know, he yes. may take some lumps uh, against some of these guys, but they're going to be entertaining bouts. That's for sure. And then NC State, we had to, 
we kind of went against what we normally do and, and return the starter, but Isaac Trumbull had the better season than Nick Renan, even though Renan started in the postseason. We put T-Rums in there. We could switch that out. We'll just have to wait till wrestle-offs and the season gets going. But he's another fun one. He's also about, I don't know, seven, eight feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Big guy. Shout out Nebraska. That's right. He's a Zach Dominguez guy, mm-hmm. MWC. And then I'm guessing a lot of people are going to be mad about uh, the Nick Lee Yanni ranking. Oh, yeah. Whenever there's a difference in the individual weight class and pound for pound, even though it's spelled out, you get people going, What are you doing? Do you guys not even know you screwed up? Yeah. Meh, didn't screw up, but you up. could disagree. All right. Well, so that's bad. not. Uh... Yeah, you did a great job. We appreciate your hard work. <laughs> now oh, wow, that, go to that... 165 and do it over. <laughs> now, now fix 165 and we can all be uh, kumbaya together. Well, JD yeah. was also instrumental in this, so send all your hate mail to Jamie, uh, JD. <laughs> I'll take all the accolades, though. The, I think uh... JD's easier to hate than you are. Spay, like, you're hard to get mad at. Now, JD, we can get mad at him, but you, you're, yeah. you know. This kid. What, this Look how awful yeah. this guy is. Look to your left and just tell me you want to get mad at him. It's got Letterman's check. I got a Letterman. Let me look. It was the captain. I don't want him to beat me up. Can't get bullied, captain, me. by being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so we can we can extrapolate that. And even though we don't have a guy like Braxton Amoson, and we don't have uh, a lot of the guys where they're going to end up, even what we would predict, you can look at the team tournament. And it, it, this year, instead of cutting it off at twenty five, I was like, man, that doesn't make any sense. Just put it all out there. All, everybody that has a guy ranked 24 or higher, which um, if you win a match, you finish top 24, basically, is a way to look at it. Nine guys go barbecue at NCAAs, um, so those guys are honorable mentions this year. We expanded the number of guys we've ranked, and this is how the tournament would go if you took these preseason rankings and just translated them into how they finished at the NCAA tournament. Of course, it's not going to happen that way. It will be massive differences, but this gives you a general idea. What if uh, you would, got it perfect? If I got it perfect, what are the odds of that? The odds are then we enter the magical realm of alternate reality and somehow I uh, defy the laws of physics. These are the rankings at the end? Is that what we're saying for perfect? Yeah, yeah, if I yeah. nail every single one. Or Braxton Amos, he had a bad season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you right. He could get hurt or something. Exactly. Yeah. No. But it's, uh, again, looks like a two team race, but you never know who's going to get in the mix. Um, and then there's. Oklahoma State, Arizona State, Michigan, NC State, Missouri, kind of in the next clump, the next tier. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of teams. But that'll yes, all sir. change. All right. All right. Those are the rankings. I think uh, if that's, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be more as the season goes. But uh, I appreciate I'm the excited. We're so close to college wrestling, guys. It's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. That oh, yeah. Awesome. Unfortunately, I means the departure of freestyle season, kind of. But. Oh, for God, get Russian JD off the show. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you're going to have to just stick to Russian Instagram to watch all I your know. faves. Still have you 23 Worlds to look forward to in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah, you're going to that. Uh, yeah, have fun in Serbia. <laughs> the Republic of we'll, Serbia. Leave his ass in Russia. <laughs> yeah, have fun in Russia, Junior. Serbia's not in Russia. <laughs> uh, yeah, Russia, Russia Moscow. We'll just leave him there. It's Junior Russian. All right, let's do questions because we only have 10 minutes left. Okay. Um, this one's from FRL Memes. Can Spencer Lee turn Spencer Lee on top? Whoa, speaking of alternate dimensions. Yeah. Yeah, I would say yes. 
Yeah, with, with that armbar, I don't think anybody can. By the way, tons of armbars, uh, mostly U.S. people, but uh, internationally. Yeah. Yeah, you saw cradles at juniors, and you saw armbars uh, at senior worlds. Helen. Helen had one. I think uh, Adeline might have hit it. Or two as well. Yeah, so whether that's uh, people just watching Spencer, whether it's being taught at camps or emphasized, uh, good on the uh, or, or the bar arms as yeah. UI ones would go. It's inter- intertwinable. Intertwinable. All right, this one's interesting um, from CP Talk. Cam Dog posted a team picture with noticeably all the starters, but Nelson Brands was replaced by Abe Assad. Is mm-hmm. it telling for the upcoming season? What? This was a lot of those thinking emojis when people saw that. Yeah. Because you read the tea leaves. Nelson, does he have a red shirt? I believe. I don't think he's so taken he, one. He's not that old. He, could, hmm. he, he took one. Oh, he did take one. Okay, I lied. He went undefeated. That's right. And that's, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, the Amasad whole thing is interesting. Uh, in 2020... They were like kind of back and forth, splitting time. Abasad got the start at the end of the season. Yep, got the postseason nod. I don't even think he wrestled the match last year. I believe it was injury. Yeah, he was out and did not wrestle a match. Um, I don't have any details on that injury, but that's what it looks like. Um, Nelson Brand's decent season qualifier, but uh, I, who knows? Yeah, maybe maybe it is a little telling. <laughs> This is, you know, for the last kind of three years, it's not like they've had a big hole in that lineup, but they've had some question marks as who's going to be the ultimate yep. starter. Uh, so better than a, um, than a question mark. They almost had one. I guess Vince Turk is back, which is interesting. So he's right there with Murin. Um, that could be interesting. Uh, and then 84, it's probably undecided. So it's interesting that Murin was in that. Um, all the starters from last year, uh, Murin, uh, was the guy at 49, and then, you know, everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Huge-looking Anthony Cassiope, and then 84, Assad. So if it turns out that way, then people will be looking at the Iowa team pictures every year going forward to try to find out who might be the starter. Same scenario as every team, though. I'm sure they will decide throughout the season based upon results yeah. at tournaments and whatnot. So, yeah. But, yeah, maybe he's the guy for – at least the first couple. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see that a lot of people picked up on that. I think that's a good sign. I think that means people are, are hungry for the wrestling season yeah. to start. No kidding. Uh, this one is also from CP Talk. If Gable wins Super. as a freshman, does he stay through his entire college eligibility to be a four-time champ? I feel like he's going to stay through his entire college eligibility. If he's not going, if he's not out now, why would he ever be out? Well, he said this was going to be his last... Oh, he didn't say that? Uh, yeah. He so why did, why does he feel the need to come back for this year? Is it a college degree issue or what? What's Probably. I would assume so. Plus, yeah, this is obviously he year. could do that online if he wanted to, right? Uh, yeah, I would assume so. I think he maybe just wants to. Yeah, think? my take yeah. on it would be, um, you know, I, WWE needs no help, like, with their own hype machine. They've obviously got, you know, a lot of high-level media people you know, they're, they're one of the biggest media properties there are. Um, but it doesn't hurt to be able to pick and choose some matches to go to, get some hype on the Big Ten Network, um, and yeah. then wrestle primetime on ESPN in the, in the finals. I mean, that, you know, sure. in the ultimate scheme of things, you know, is it going to move the needle that much, bring that many more fans into, into WWE? I don't know. I don't know how that world works, but it's certainly, 
you know, if you like wrestling and you want to wrestle, it's a pretty good option that he was able to get that to work. And then, you know, you have your season, you get your degree, you're on campus as, as you know, an Olympic medalist. That's another cool thing to be walking around Minnesota with an Olympic gold medal yeah. in Minneapolis. So I, I see how it makes sense for a lot of reasons and, and how, you know, you don't, you don't hurt your WWE career either. Yeah. I would assume. Again, I don't not my world. Yeah. So, mm, that's maybe. my take. Yeah. CP Talk was on fire at the questions. Oh, what? Three for? <laughs> yeah, we're going three for. Wow, put him in the Hall of Fame. I know. Top 10 best bulk jobs in wrestling. Got to think at Ant the Champ takes the cake. So, Kassar. Well, he's who, not a bulk job. He's a slim job. Oh, no, we're talking. Oh, I thought we were talking about Anthony Cassiope. Yeah, Anthony nah. Cassiope is, is yeah, like a chisel He's job. Slim. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Kassar was 97 oh. for only his whole career, I think. Yes, and then moved up. The heavyweight beat and the current, you know. <laughs> never even started at 197 and then became the champ. Yeah, and then became Ant the champ. I think, I think well, maybe Derek, Kyle Derek White obviously cake, got though. really huge. Kyle Dake went up four weight classes and won an NCAA mm. title. And then he went up to 86 and almost made the Olympic team at 189 pounds. That is correct, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Beat one, one out of three. Um, Dake is certainly known for moving up. Uh, David Taylor going from 165, where he looked well, like a string bean. 57. And then, yeah, started at 57, man. Um, and I just think in 86 kilos now, it's like, how could he ever have wrestled anything but 86 right. kilos? I mean, he, that's he like was his a baby weight when he got Penn State. Yeah, yeah, that was um, a great bulk job. Derek White was a good one too. Um, he, he's the thing that started the whole. He was Nomad yeah. called him the Cowboy Bulk Job, yeah. and that was JD nice. Bergman was a good one. I don't know if you guys remember him. Mm. I remember JD Bergman, great name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I forget. <laughs> Half of his name is uh, the best name that That's you can right. have. Yeah, he made a world team, right? Thirteen. JD, uh, yeah, uh-huh. maybe a couple times. Yeah. Um, what other bulk jobs? Did Travell started as a little guy, right? No, I don't think so. No. No, Karen McCoy was a 190-pounder and then went to heavyweight, but that's kind of far past uh, mm. when all of us watch wrestling. I got a great one. The Jack Pine Savage. Started yeah. at uh, Hayden Zilmer. Yeah. Oh. One, uh, wrestled uh, – uh, the him and Dom uh, Bradley both won yeah, Fargo medals. And Zilmer was like a hundred pounds, not even like a, a high school weight class. And Bradley was a heavyweight. And then they met in the heavyweight finals of the World Team Trials. Yeah, or, or, or not, not internationals. It was World Team Trials. Yeah, but not the finals. But yeah, but then mm-hmm. they met twice actually. Yeah. So Zilmer um, definitely bulked up and is a massive fellow. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. This one's from Daniel Wrestler. Am I crazy or does Josh Allen look like Spencer Lee? I don't see it. I don't know Josh Allen. Yeah, th- Josh this Allen? one wasn't for you. The Buffalo Bills quarterback. Oh, I watched some of that game last night. He looks like Spencer. I, I don't see it. I'll take your word for it, Daniel Wrestler. So extremely tall and large. I like that name, Daniel Wrestler. <laughs> I'm guessing that's not his real name. Probably not. So Josh Allen could go as... Josh football. Yeah. <laughs> From Adam Rush, what is your most anticipated NCAA weight class this year? And why is it 133? We kind of talked about that, but Ben said 197. 
I think I'm with Ben. 97. I'm excited. 65 is also going to be a lot of fun. 60. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, I'm just looking ahead of these upper weights. I want to see. I want to see like Starachi and Brooks a lot. So I want to see how they how they wrestle. Um, so that's just picking wrestlers, not a weight class. So that's not what the question was. Um, 97, 33, and I think well, 74. When I thought Shane Griffith was moving up was going to be my favorite. Mm, that doesn't yeah. take, you know, there's still plenty of star power there, but I do like 174. But, yeah, 33 and 97 are, are kind of one and two. From nice. Westling. Get it? Well, uh, Westling. Yeah. With the likes of Dan Chade and Reese Humphrey entering the Veterans World Championships, would you, Ben Askren, consider coming out of retirement for an event like this? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I do love wrestling, though. But uh, I mean, baby, Veterans yeah, World's going know. on right now, live maybe, on flow. Maybe in like a decade or something. Maybe in a decade or something. Oh yeah, because they have every five or ten years they have. Yeah, a new there's like a di- new division. Yeah, yeah. Vader did it. No, I've, I'm having fun. I like wrestling. Vader did do it. What's the? I'm surprised Reese is eligible. What's the cutoff? Is he the youngest one? Is like 35 30. or? He might be 30 now. Or 30. I don't think Reese is 35. I don't think he is either. Right. That's what I was thinking. He has right. 30. Last one. No, Reese Humphrey is 35. He's 35. Who knew? Well, he keeps wow. himself in great shape, obviously. Yes. This one's not a question. Um, I just want to say it as we leave the show from Tony Pickert. Real tacos are served on corn tortillas. I Thank agree. You, Tony yeah, Pickert, well, for defending I, corn tortillas. I'll allow that. I'm just saying the tastier tacos are served on flour tortillas. Nope. Corn, uh, much higher ceiling, but lower uh, floor. I will die on Flour just better 98% of the time. But the best oh, is the best. Oh, stop. Let's cut, cut his mic. Yep. Cut his mic. Finally go too far. The rankings were all good, but his taco <laughs> takes really are taco over the line. takes are done. All right. Thank you all for listening to episode 709 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I believe CP will be back tomorrow. Not exactly sure what we're talking about. We're going to do Super 32 preview show at some point this week because that's live on Flow this weekend. I hope you all watch. All right. See you next time.